So hi, we're from Alpha Omega London, maker of shoes at heart but creator of waves in the fashion industry. We started this podcast series to tackle head-on the current issues that matter in the society we live in today and get honest views from the malice that matter. So in this series, we're discussing how fashion over the years has followed with its association with revolutionary causes and social injustices revolutionising both the industry and the way we view gender in a post-industrialised world. So, tackling this discussion, this series, is Tamara, Nazina, Priyanka, Kate. Welcome back. Thanks a lot for tuning in to the second episode. So in this episode, what we're going to be doing is discussing how important fashion is in communicating our gender identities. Um, So what I could ask, dear Tamara... (laughs) Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Present. <laughs> Here. Um, do, you, no, no, it's true. do you portray restrictive gender roles in the way you dress? Or do you feel as though you're a little bit more gender fluid than... Absolutely yeah. not. Like, I am female <laughs> oh, right. through and through. I think I'm that. like... Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just think, I know like how we um, spoke about last week and the whole idea, how much we feel our gender plays in who we are. I think for me, being a female is a very large part of who I am. And I think it's just feel that I'm very in tune to my femininity. Mm. And I feel at my most strongest and my most powerful when I dress like effeminately. Quite a good question, actually, like, what do people wear in a job interview? Because therefore that's going to be, like, what do you dress to feel your most powerful version of yourself? And for me, always a dress. And it always is. And I think it's funny that because it's such a big part of who I am, my fashion definitely reflects that. There is definitely an undercurrent of femininity Mm. in everything I wear. Well, I think when growing up, I think, you know, as as a child... Like most children, I, I was pretty gender fluid. Um, you know, I was I was in tracksuits and, and see, all sorts. I wasn't gender fluid wow. at all. I was very much like there's this great picture of me on I think it's my third birthday, and I'm there is pink everything. I'm talking like I'm in pink shorts, pink t-shirt, holding a pink Furby because that was my third birthday present, and I was like pink balloons, pink cake, like loving it, loving don't, life. Don't, don't, get, don't get me wrong, I, I did, I, I do remember there was a there was a nursery um, picture that had to be taken and my mum completely forgot and she actually put me in a tracksuit and I cried because I actually wanted to be in a dress. I have been there. You've I been there. do not have been there. I have like complained to my mother, why aren't you letting me wear dresses? And she'd be like, no, just wear your trousers. Yeah. Like, what, what's up with this? I want to be, I want to be a girl. It's like, you know, forget playing with my action toys that, you know, I was given, I, I just want to be a girl. Yeah. Um, but it was, it, it, you know, it was very liberating, I think, um, just growing up and, and not feeling the pressure um, of of having to express my my gender, um, but also another another you know sort of facet to that was, I guess my environment particularly at school, um, you know I wasn't the archetypal um, sort of the coveted girl um, that was beautiful or that had you know the sort of um, uh, you know the, the the sort of girly characteristics and was desired by 
you know, boys. So my attention was more focused on, I guess, just doing me, really. I don't know, I just felt less restricted. Mm. So I guess my fashion pretty much then wasn't as it is now. Mm. Um, but that's not to say that how I am, how I represent my my gender now through fashion is 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 a bad thing. It's not. Again, as, as you were saying, Tamara, I feel very much empowered by being a female. I, th I feel like I've gone through the fire of the corporate environment <laughs> and, you know, you're sort of really seen as a, f as, as a female within that environment and, you know, you really do have to feel empowered by that mm. and so your fashion has to represent that. Um, so going through this whole cycle um, of my personal experience, I do feel as though I've gone pretty much from gender fluidity to really actually being at times um, very, very feminine in, in, mm. in how I dress. And I, I'm, yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's the same. Yeah, I mean, else, Priyanka, but... like, how do you feel that your fashion and dress is affected by um, being a girl? <laughs> I actually agree with Nazina because mm -hmm. uh, in my childhood as well, I never really wore uh, very feminine clothes. Like, I never had frocks and mm -hmm. dresses in my cupboard. So, mm -hmm. Uh, but but I also, uh, like from where I come from, uh, I saw a lot of women wearing saris. It's mm -hmm. a beautiful mm -hmm. garment and I, I, I really wish I'm able to carry it the way my mother does. But and, and, and you're from? From India, yes, sorry. Yes, yes. So I'm from India and people, women uh, wear saris there and a large part of the population is expected to put a veil on their heads, mm -hmm. which I, I feel is very restrictive. So you, mm -hmm. know, you see both sides of my mom was like, no, I'm not going to let you wear dresses. Yeah. And at the same time, you see this. So I, I think that has really, uh, that in, that affected my nature and my perspective on things and uh, that's actually reflected my fashion sense as well because I think I wear a lot of modest clothes and not mm. too feminine, but not too uh, gender fluid as well. Mm. And yeah, I mean, and also I, uh, in the article I read about um, the Hydra community mm. and uh, you know, you see them out there in India and they wear saris and they gorgeous. Mm. And, but, but you also see how they're kind of um, ostracized by people. Mm. Right, right. So... I mean, I always knew that, okay, there is a very distinct way for women to dress. And Kate, how do you feel that it's affected your um, your life and your dress? I think, I mean, I think it's had my sort of 50-50 um, sort of tomboy, mm. um, very <laughs> accidentally progressive upbringing, um, <laughs> has, I mean, I, you know, when I, when I was at primary school, um, I went to a party and I would want to wear a party dress. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I do like, uh, mm -hmm. you know, and I did like sort of a pink mm -hmm. and things like that. But it was a pirate themed party and all the boys <laughs> had drawn on moustaches. So <laughs> there's a lovely picture of me at about five or six in a full on party dress with my hair, with bows in my hair mm -hmm. and a huge curly pirate <laughs> moustache because I wasn't going to be left out. You know, if the boys have got a pirate moustache, right. I want one too. Right. Yeah. You know, didn't it didn't work as a look. Um but but that's what <laughs> that's what I ended up with. And um I think I suppose my style has kind of a little bit remained the same mm. in a way. Not quite that. I've not, given, not I've stopped drawing the, the moustache on now, right. but um <laughs> uh, but just that kind of I do like mm. there's a bit of me that's very girly. I, I like red lipstick, I like yeah. my hair, but then my hair is longer than it's 
ever been mm. but I still have to shave a bit off like and, and it needs to have something that's a bit harder and a bit yeah. of an edge yeah. to it I can't do it without that I couldn't just do full on mm. but I think off. it's um it's it's interesting how so far again we've still fallen into those stereotypes how we are kind of like oh do I dress girly therefore it has to be pink and lipstick and, and lots Absolutely. of like pretty things and mm. and do we feel that because obviously, instinctively, we have all fallen in to like just generalizing, mass generalizing that kind of feminine look and masculine look. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, therefore, do we feel that these are restrictive in, I suppose, our day to day lives? Because obviously, like I just said, that we kind of, you know, instinctively think that way. How do we feel that those silos affect? the rest of our rest of our day the rest of our life like how we hold ourselves i suppose and how we go through life i think just that the way in which you choose your dress should be about making yourself feel empowered mm -hmm. and it should not be about you know conforming to any social construct of what is expected of your gender mm -hmm. um I think we're all in this position of feeling a bit of fear if we're not fitting in. And I think a lot of the, the, the sort of process that we go through, particularly in adolescence, it's all about fitting in. We compare ourselves to other men and women and we just want to see where we fit in. I think what's interesting is that what we've, I suppose, inadvertently already discovered is that all four of us very much still go back to the typical stereotype of girly dress mm. is pink yeah. and lipstick and mm. curly hair and ribbons and bows and, you know, cinnamon spice and all things nice. Mm. And like Kate said, boys are pirates and boys are like, like trousers and moustaches and everything like that. And, you know, seeing as I suppose it links to, again, last week and how our environment kind of, I suppose, makes these two pools mm. of of dress and two pools of dress based on gender. Mm. But do we feel that that restricts us? Do we feel that the idea that, you know, dressing girly is is pink and feminine, does that inhibit us? I think, yeah, no, it's it just based on circumstance, again. Mm -hmm. It's just based on which environment you end, you end up being in. It's as simple as that. I, I don't think we, we, we basically opt for, you know, an environment which doesn't, put us in harm mm. or doesn't create a negative response um and you know being able to sort of I guess navigate through mm. those different scenarios we often um will portray a slightly more sort of androgynous look or mm. a slightly more feminine look um I know in fashion androgyny is is pretty much it's the standard for anything that's forward thinking, for anything that's progressive and trendy. And what it does is it borrows from the characteristics of both male and female. And, you know, it's it's so it's it's almost like a suit that you can put on which kind of masks and and fuses both genders. It it puts you in a position where you're not easily identifiable by your sex you, you're kind of made a little bit more um you know just sort of 
I don't know, aloof, or I fluid. think, yeah, I think the thing... <laughs> and there's, there's, just, there's just more fluidity. For me, I feel like that's... So the fluidity, it's, it's um, I don't know, the rebellion against mm. those two pools of stereotype. It's that kind of, I don't want to be the typical man and I don't want to be the typical girl, so therefore I'm going to go into this androgynous look. But for me, I feel like it's kind of wipes away any I suppose it wipes away the kind of easy stereotype and it wipes away the yeah. easy kind of quick snap conclusion yes. yeah. that you see from when someone's dressing like that but mm. at the same time I still feel that I know how you said it's borrowing fashion from each pool but for me personally I still think you know being androgynous is kind of it's not when could a boy possibly be a girl because that's almost like wearing makeup and, and drag almost. It's like when could a girl possibly look like a guy? Absolutely. And it's falling back into being androgynous yeah. is essentially when a girl doesn't wear makeup and right. doesn't, you know, doesn't yeah. go for the typical stereotype girly right. dress and dresses more masculine. And I just think if it's supposed to be like a recluse and it's supposed to be a, a t you know, a putting your hand up and a walking away from those two stereotypes. It doesn't, it doesn't It's kind work. of not. Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. Well, you know, the thing about androgyny though is that it's more forgiving for different body types. Mm. You know, if you don't, and that's the thing that I think sometimes society has restrictive expectations of what, they um what they want from both male and female and I think a lot of it is down to physical form um and you know you've got the fashion and beauty industries that kind of perpetuate those norms and values very well and when you don't fit into those norms and values or stereotypes as such um androgyny is, is kind of seen as a forgiving you know alternative and and um you know for example myself I would wear you know, men's trousers or tailored trousers. And the reason why is because I feel it's just more forgiving for my shape. If I was to, you know, I'm, I, I would I would buy boys' jeans because I feel it's, again, it's more forgiving to my shape and I just like the way it, it, it you know, kind of skims my, my figure. But I couldn't do that going into, you know, a, a women's store and, and, and buying the same And so items. it's interesting that you, you know, I mean, obviously... Um, you know, dress to look good and you dress for your figure, yeah. but that you dress, and I think we all dress for, um, you know, you bear in mind of how other people, how you want other people to react to the way that you dress. And do you find that, you know, you, you, you wear the boys' jeans because it looks better on your figure to therefore that then affects how people look and think of you? Like, Pranka, do you feel that you dress the way you dress and you kind of harness, you know, maybe some femininity but also modesty because of the reaction that you want people to have towards you. And it's kind of, I suppose, it's it's the book by its cover, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I, I was a little lost. I was just thinking about this beautiful quote by um, Harry Neff and mm -hmm. she's one of the, uh, she's a very popular transgender model at the moment. Mm -hmm. And she once said that beauty is survival and surviving against the odds, mm -hmm. which I think is so true because uh, I always borrowed clothes from my mom mm -hmm. and my I would uh, I would also go borrow my dad's shirts mm -hmm. and nobody would say anything. Mm -hmm. But today, if my brother, for instance, if he goes and wears my mom's dresses, I don't think he'll be accepted. Mm -hmm. So 
I, I, I think dressing, it does uh, restrict you in a lot of ways. And I think, I, I don't know how much I agree with androgyny mm-hmm. because the thing is just so ruled by masculinity. I guess, but then again, also, like, does it give females more power because we're able to dip into both gender pools, whereas, uh, you know, uh, um, are men more restricted? Do we actually have the upper hand here? Because... You know, we're able to to well, be in the female stereotype and also the male, whereas men are just left to that pool. Just a quick reminder, you're listening to the AO London podcast. Please subscribe on whatever platform you listen on, give us a review and carry on the protest. Enjoy the rest of the podcast. I feel that there's just a, a few too many extremes. You know, you either go one direction or you go the other. It's 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 almost like, where's the happy medium? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to have to feel like I need to look a little bit more like a man to kind of draw less attention to my gender Mm. I I don't know what that then says is that because I shouldn't feel empowered by being a woman I think that's the thing when you you were talking about um sort of a gender and that and it's being more flattering you know it takes you away for you know for different figures it kind of it solves some problems there um but it it's also sort of disguising the figure. Is that right. you know? Is that a thing with just like personal safety? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That you feel if you disguise a little bit, if you sort of t- you know disguise the rounded edges, you're physically a little bit safer because you're not so I- identifiably female, right? Mm-hmm. Which not so potentially um, sets you up for being um, you know absolutely absolutely, and you and you learn whistled that. out in the street, yeah. shouted out from a van. Yeah. And and everything above that, right? Mm. And all these encounters you discover when you're an adult, yeah. You know, or maybe even earlier for some, but you know, you you would have to be in those environments yeah. to to kind of be alerted to to those yeah. those those and responses. I think, although then you could say, well, gender neutral fashion is you know that's technically that's that's helping with a problem. You can adopt this, and it mm. will sort of, but it's not actually solving the problem. No. No, no. The problem is that that shouldn't happen in the first place. Yeah, yeah. And you wearing a baggy T-shirt or something, that's that's not solving it. No, so no. it's just kind of like, it's just sort of whitewashing it, really. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. And I think, again, it kind of, you know, we've, we seem to have come full circle back to the idea that we dress um, and we incorporate our gender in relation and in proportion to how we want or how people do perceive us. Right. And, you know, how you said, Kate, that, you know, you might dress less, um, you know, you know, less in a feminine way because you don't want to draw that attention. Mm-hmm. Or you might dress in a more feminine way because you do, and not in a sense, I do not mean in a sense but that, to like, feel you know, empowered. You, I mean, yeah, it might in, just in be empowerment in a setting. Sense. You know, Absolutely. you're going to a party or whatever, you know, Absolutely. there always you has to be a that setting. That's where you feel most yeah. empowered. Like I said earlier, I feel most empowered when I am feminine and yeah. when I am wearing, you know, um, dress and heels and I look nice and I feel that I f- it makes me feel confident mm. when I'm the best version of myself and I know that my best version of myself is when I am dressed like that yeah. and it is because I do want to have that kind of counter reaction I you know you do dress it for yourself of course you do but at the same time you dress like that because you know it might evoke a certain response mm. or therefore specifically a non-response that's you, what you're aiming for do you think that will change over time because what concerns me is that I feel that again fashion it's subject to trends that's what fashion is 
Um, so like, there's a distinct difference between fashion and luxury. Fashion is very, like, it's susceptible to trends. Um, and I think that astrology is... Part of me does feel like it is a trend. It is... It's the kind of fashionable thing to, to be right now. But I think because it tackles so many bigger issues, I would like to see... I suppose, like, the ideals of it. Mm. But because, I mean, personally, I don't dress a journalist just... I can't but even say it. A journalist a just... I can't say it. And Meaning more personally for you, do yeah. you feel as though you're... You, you know, you mentioned how empowered you feel when you are true to who you are, which is, you know, you being feminine um, or a female, sorry. So do you think that your style will change over time um, um, based on... I don't know. It could just be based think, on so many factors. So personally, I I think, again, like I said, it's the ideals of it. So the ideals of not wanting to evoke a response. And I think that is very, something I suppose very poignant. And I think it's the idea that you can go down to Sainsbury's literally in your pyjamas and a big parka because you just don't care. You just don't care what people think. And I think <laughs> it's very much like taking that mindset from that fashion sense, from that dress, taking that mindset of, you know, don't want a response I don't want you to look at me and think either way I want yeah. to have a non-reaction mm. and I think that's very powerful and it's very it's something that is actually empowering in itself yeah. because you're kind of trying to wipe away that preconception mm. so I think yeah in that sense the 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 ideals behind androgyny I said it right that time um <laughs> it's something <laughs> that I'll definitely bring forward but again for me um you I, I think you 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 find your your mm. rhythm in life, you know. Yeah. You find your your dress that suits you most. And I think for me, what I found that suits me most is um, dressing is dressing to my gender. Yeah, yeah. And that is yeah. what sits with me. Most but it doesn't define you. That's the thing, though. It doesn't yeah, define it's you. not. I don't think it's who I am, but it's very much part of who I am. Yeah, and I yeah. think, you know, again, like. You know, I, I study fashion as well, so mm. I go to London College of Fashion and it's not... It's a piece of the puzzle, you know? Yeah. It's just another piece of the puzzle that makes me who I am. And no, it's not... It does not embody me. I am not my clothing and I am not my interest in fashion at all. There's so many other facets, but it's a part and it builds a part of that mm. picture. Mm. But I think also, you know... Um, it is such a massive move, and I think obviously, like, just if it if it isn't gonna you know affect me that much, I definitely think it will affect it affecting the industry now, mm. and I don't think it's a it's necessarily a trend mm. that yeah. will fade. I was just gonna say, I think um, really, like you said, it's about the ideas behind it, it's about the ethos that's behind it. That shouldn't be the trend. Mm. I think the products that are coming out at the moment very much mm -hmm. are. Mm -hmm. But the actual ideas behind it mm -hmm. should be, we should be looking at and like as a long-term industry Yeah, You change. know, per like personally, I think I feel the most confident when I don't have to try to look confident. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for just today when I was coming That's here, yeah. on the way, I, I was wearing that, uh, the winter jacket and it's so thick and nothing mm. seen. And a man winked at me on the way and mm. I had to like look back if he was following. Yeah, I felt mm. like winking, but I was like, no, I, I can't take the chance of that. But Priyanka, <laughs> there you go. No, because I just Hitting want to give it back Britain to him, you know, on the prowl. <laughs> just want to give it back to him, nothing else. <laughs> oh my gosh, nobody's saying this, but anyway. 
So that happened, and and then I think that I don't know if it's if it's our clothes that attract these reactions. Mm. I don't think it's got to do with clothes anymore. Like there are times when I want to wear a skirt. There are times when I want to wear androgynous clothes. There are times when I want to wear saris. Mm-hmm. But but I mean I still there are still reactions that you get that you don't expect. Mm-hmm. So the day that stops, I think you'll be you'll feel the most confident. Yeah, mm. isn't that just so interesting that we're not. To, we are not too concerned with our genders. It's the response. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's the response mm-hmm. that you get from others mm-hmm. reacting to your. I gender. mean, it's so true because, for example, like I said before, like when I feel most confident when I dress femininely, and it's and it definitely a big part of that is because of the reactions I get because I might you know get a seat on the tube or it's when people hold a door open yeah. for you or in yeah. an interview if the interview is a male. He he's it's different and it's like. But you play to that because you know that's the strength necessarily. Right, you know, right. you know that's like. But then you know, you know yeah. when to play to that in what context, sort of context, and what scenario, exactly. and what environment. Exactly. And this is this is quite interesting mm. again because you're, you know, you're, yeah. it, you're you're playing to the response that people have towards your gender. Absolutely. And you you care to sort of amplify it when it when it suits you. Yeah, because I kind of feel like I mean I'm sitting here in jeans and a hoodie. But to me, because I've put it on and I'm a woman, mm-hmm. that's women's clothes. Right. Yeah. That's not yeah. being like, maybe it's a bit tomboyish, but yeah. I don't see that as a, a gender particularly. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. a gender for me is kind of about the whole look. Mm-hmm. I've just put this on because it's comfy yeah. and yeah. this yeah. is how I like to yeah. dress. Yeah. Yeah. It's more functional. Um, yeah, yeah and, but it, it's, it's not... But, I, but it, it became women's clothing as soon as I put it on. Yeah. I mean, so I guess to conclude, following on from you, what you said, Priyanka, is the industry changing and is the industry actually responding to the consumers in a sense that it's not just male and female anymore. It's not just you either dress in girls or boy clothes. There are so many brands that are doing a gender or, or genderless lines. And mm. I guess, I mean, it poses the question, are they doing it for a quick profit? Are they doing it because it's a trend I think right that, now? That definitely. I think that, you know, that, that definitely plays a, a huge part. Um, however, I do feel that there's, you know, that there's enough merit to sort of suggest that people are just a little bit gender fluid. I think a gender in itself is is slightly different it's a different you know sort of concept altogether because you're looking at individuals that don't feel that they either fit into that sort of size gender male or female you know box mm-hmm. and and they're trying to almost find who they are um through their through the way in which they express you know themselves through fashion so um that's slightly different but i think generally speaking there is probably as as we've all very much agreed upon there is a real sense of gender fluidity mm-hmm. that we that we commonly you know sort of include in our wardrobes pretty much you know every day if mm-hmm. not every day every other day but you know that there is there is yeah i think the the, the industry is resp- you know responding to that but also i feel as though now it's going into a slightly different avenue mm-hmm. um it's taken on a slightly different approach it's possibly revolutionizing I guess the way in which designers are now bringing out their lines and and how they're actually mm-hmm. marketing you know their their lines <laughs>
Thanks so much for listening. Please let us know your thoughts and carry on the discussion on social media at alpha omega underscore London. Please subscribe on whichever platform you listen on and leave us a review to carry on the protest.